Welcome back. Yeah, this week we're going to be talking about anxiety. Jonty, how are you feeling about that? I'm freaking out, man! Welcome to Holy Ramblings. Podcast about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. Hey, I'm Thomas. And I'm John T. Today we're talking about anxiety. Ooh. Ooh, that really fun conversation. Yeah, because because everyone loves anxiety, Nothing right? Nothing says fun like anxiety. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling really good about it. Can you tell by my, my face sweat? <laughs> my happy face sweat. Yeah. I only feel it when I'm calm. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I swear I'm alright. I swear I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Liquid calm. Liquid you can, calm. You can I'm cool, 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 yeah, cool, cool. Exactly. And everyone believes me because I said it seven times in a row really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Everyone were like, <laughs> No, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, people do that, right? They like, they take it. They're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And you're like, and suddenly you're like, oh, you said it serious. Now I know you're not. And you go from such like, a jokey place. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you're like, whoa, back off. Back off. Um, so we're fine. Okay, we're fine talking about anxiety. Dude, yeah, we are all right to do this. We are fine. But Let's just keep going. Just keep going. Don't look up. Um, hi. Did it? <laughs> I did it. I did it. So we're going to talk about anxiety. <laughs> Um, not always the funniest conversation in the world, but you know, actually there are kind of funny parts to it and there's supernatural parts to it and there's important parts to it. And I feel like it's an important conversation for us to have. Um, and that's the Holy Ramblings trifecta right there. So the triangle, what we aim for, um, the Holy Ramblings Illuminati is, <laughs> is, is it important? Is it supernatural? This funny? week sponsored by the Illuminati. <laughs> um, I mean, so yeah, so anxiety, anxiety is one of those ones. So I, don't know about you, but in the last few weeks, I've been having conversations with plenty of people about anxiety and their kind of feelings of anxiousness living in London. That may extend to other metropolitan cities or just other cities or towns or wherever you live and workplaces. I mean, I can feel it when I like literally visit places <laughs> like New York or Boston. And you feel that like stress in the air. Hmm. It's like a like a it's tangible thing yeah. almost. I think it's why people always like, whenever someone lives in a city, they're always like, just love it going out to the countryside where it's quiet. I want to be to the countryside. Um, or going to the park. We, we're really blessed to have Richmond Park right around like the corner-ish. Um, <laughs> Ish. Ish. Um, but so many people love it because it's just a wide open space. And, and they say that, right? They say that it feels different. You need those spaces. Yeah. And you need that, that away from the concrete jungle of life. But yeah, it's it's a it's a funny one because I think um, I mean it's not a funny one. It is a funny one. It's depends on which side of the coin you're on at the moment. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's it. I think there's a spiritual atmosphere with anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everyone would like say, or most people would be like, yeah, if, if you've got some sort of brief understanding of spiritual atmospheres, you'd be like, of course, like. Well, and it's that thing. I don't. I don't actually think you need a reality understanding, a reality understanding, an understanding about the realities of the supernatural realm to note that there's something there, right? So even people who, who don't have an articulation to feel like supernatural realities or what, you know, what's going on in the spiritual realm, they're often like, man, it just feels so stressful in here. So fast paced and, and just buzzy in a not a good way. Yeah. So it's one of those interesting moments that's really thin for pretty much everyone to notice an atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, you go into a job interview, you can feel the anxiety there. You can feel it. I don't know, man. My, all my job interviews soared. 
um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, that was funny. Um, Glad you noticed. Thank you. I'm going to leave that in as well. Um, we had uh, we had someone come from uh, Edinburgh. Ed- yeah, was yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah. He came from Edinburgh to come and do um, some some uh, a course here with Pastors Day, and. Um, he was talking about so the Edinburgh Fringe Festival happens every year. If you are from America, that's like basically people descend to Edinburgh where they it's like a huge like comedy uh, festival where there's comedy shows going off left, right, and center. There's so it's like Coachella for humor. Yeah, basically, and like there's plays and there's lots of it's just like a huge buzz. It's a huge thing. Lots of people, well-known people, will go there and do stuff. In Scotland. In Scotland, huh? There you go. No, so they go all the way up to Edinburgh. I'm kidding. I'm um, Just joke. Bad yeah, joke. we can't insult Scotland now. Um, <laughs> we insulted so many in the last couple of episodes. Why so not? Scotland might feel left <laughs> hey. out. Hey! Um, That's not Scottish. No. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, and he said that living in, living in Edinburgh, obviously the Fringe Festival comes around every year, but he could tell, and people around Edinburgh can tell when like the Londoners ascend descend it would be uh, it would go up because Scotland's up I think it's still descend I think that's when they like land <laughs> unless, we, they're, unless we, they're being like, brought up into the clouds of Jesus ascended up to Scotland <laughs> yeah. um, I mean see, see Scotland we have a very high opinion of very you. high um, and and uh, he can tell when Londoners ascend or descend onto Edinburgh when they arrive when they when they show up I'm happy when with they're my present. ascend descend <laughs> When they um, send. <laughs> when they when they ascend to Edinburgh. Up they send. Neither up nor down. Um and he can tell when when they arrive because there is a buzz and a like a, a zesty zinginess in the air. I chose zesty zinginess in the air when um clearly not a Scottish person's words. But um when when the Londoners arrive, because he said, you know, suddenly you get all these sort of like business people on phone calls and they're all having like it's all stress, stress, stress and you can f- the city literally feels the stress and the anxiety and the the buzz and like the horrible buzz. It's like collectively the whole city chewed it. on tinfoil. I didn't even know that was a thing. Do you? Does that not, no. Like, have you never chewed on tinfoil? No. Do you have any feelings? I do. <laughs> You're like I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you um, if you chew on tinfoil with a filling, it, it, it normally creates this kind of like, feeling in your mouth. Um, oh. I mean, you could try. It's not necessarily pleasant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it's, <laughs> it is a saying, I oh. swear. Um, but <laughs> it has that, like, anxiety that, like, almost like that, like, electricity in your head feeling. Not chewing on tinfoil. I mean, yes. But I meant the stress of, of, of like, when stress enters a city. I'm so I'm still stuck on the saying. <laughs> this is blowing like my chewing mind. Chewing on tinfoil. Google chewing it. On, I, I want to. Um I love I love new sayings. Cheering on tinfoil. Happy days. It happens so often that actually, because I'm American and live here in England, I hear someone else say a new saying on like almost a daily basis um, that I don't understand at all. So I'm glad that I could I could bestow this upon you. I'm bestowed and enjoying it. Yes. Um, After this, I'm going to have you chew on tinfoil. You'll be like, <laughs> I hate it. No, make me do it, Thomas. Um, no, I think you're right. I think it is like chewing on tinfoil. Um, <laughs> I can imagine what that's like. If I can imagine what that's like, I could imagine, therefore, the anxiety. And I think there's, I think it's very, kind of using our supernatural hats and using the kind of the fact that we are living in a supernatural world. um, 
there there is a real spiritual deal with it all. Yeah. Um, I think we are living in a supernatural world, and I am a supernatural boy. <laughs> Glad you finally got that one right. <laughs> Many tries. So um, being able to kind of view it, not just as a moment of being like, I am now feeling anxious, but viewing it as, okay, if I've suddenly gone from this place of not being anxious, I've got on a tube and I'm suddenly feeling super anxious. What spiritually is coming against? Mm. I think that's a really important practice for us to do is if it's out of our norm, what's co- what, what is it? What's coming against? Yeah, if it's not from coming from inside you, where is it coming from? It's got to be pressure from the outside. And, and as Christians, just the enemy hates us. So if there's a way to take us out with anxiety, he will. Yeah. Like that's an easy win for him in some, somewhere like this. And what, what's really easy is as a Christian, when we're traveling around and when we're you know, on public transport or whatever, um, we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, so that, that kind of understanding means like, cool, this, this anxiety that's now inducing over me, where did that come from? If, if, it's, if this isn't a gift from my father, where is it coming from and what can I do about it? And I think that's also the, a, a good sort of lead on. Cause it, obviously, if it's not as well, if, if it's not something that's just arrived and boom, you're now anxious. And it's something that's kind of been inside for a while. Hmm. And you're just finding yourself anxious more and more and more. That's also another great thing to address because you're right. It's, this is not this is not God's will for us. Yeah, it's not your inheritance to, to freak out and to be under stress like that. No. So on uh, one John four eighteen, um, it talks about there is no fear in perfect love, and perfect love casts out fear. And that idea and that truth, not idea, that truth, that therefore if we are loved and we have everything we need, because God has given it to us, He is in us. We we have the fullness in us mm. so that that anxiety is not something we need to live with yeah. and so being able to deal with that being able to come back to the cross and go okay god here's my anxiety here's where what i'm scared of being like completely and totally honest about it as well because if you can't be honest with god who can you be and That's honest with not who can you be <laughs> like, i mean both really I mean, like, if you can't be honest with god, who are you yes. <laughs> um, but if you can't be honest with God, who can you be honest with? So being completely honest, giving it over, and then... Because God's a big boy. He can handle your stress. If you're ever like, well, I wouldn't want to stress God out. And, <laughs> and that's completely right. He, he totally can. And then allowing him and then to forgive us, to be able to break it off and start walking out and then the truth and speaking over ourselves, the truth that we have freedom because we're in perfect love. Yeah. And I was thinking about that perfect love thing, that that perfect love thing. Um, <laughs> Back to offending Scotland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd say that's the north. So that's, Everything's that's the England. north from my point. Yeah. <laughs> Anything above the M25, north. Um, so you think, talking about perfect love. We like, should create a map, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. We should create a map of people we've offended in, <laughs> in Holy Ramplex. Can we actually and put it up there and just, just mark off places? Because that was the whole north. We, I, one foul <laughs> swoop, I just... Hey, lad. Where are you from? Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Australian. <laughs> Australia, the North? <laughs> I think that's just another country. Yeah, I just figured that would be the most offensive thing I could tell a Northerner. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fair. Um, oh, I don't uh, even know where I am now. Uh, you were talking about perfect love. Perfect love, thank you. So like the, I was thinking about the perfect love. Like, what, Why does that cast out fear? Hmm. And I was thinking more about that this morning. And I think it casts out fear because it's that deep assurance that I'm safe and that 
I'm always okay. Like it's that moment where as a kid or as my son, he's uh, coming up to two and he see a dog and he loves dogs. And then the moment dog comes close, he's like, I'm terrified. This dog's going to eat me. And he'll like, he'll be like up, up. And I'll pick him up. And then he's like, suck it, dog. My dad can eat you. And it's that like moment where he's like, he's just, he's got so, he's just got assurance that I'm protecting him and it's fine and he's okay. So he didn't catch the look that you have of absolutely being horrified at this dog. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> Turn to Emma. Up, up. Yeah, up, up, up. This is a sweat of safety and calmness, but you need to take me up. <laughs> no, but I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree with that reality of going, uh, like Finn's trust in you and the love that you have, he knows that you'd never let harm happen to him. Mm. So he has nothing to be fearful of. Once fearful, <laughs> fearful of, fearful of, fearful of. <laughs> once, once he knows your love, he knows that nothing else is going to harm him. Yeah. And I, so for me, that brought a heck of a lot more power to that. Cause I think like that's, it's one of those verses that's so easy to go. Yeah, I get it. Cool. Like I'm loved. Great. And now I don't need it to fear. It makes a beautiful I'm still, song. Yeah. Yeah. And then I walk out and I'm terrified, but actually kind of having those moments of being like, okay, God, show me the revelation of that verse to make it actually hit home is, is an important thing. Yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, right? When, whenever I find myself freaking out and, and like living in stress and anxiety, it, it's normally because I've lost touch with the reality that I'm loved by God either way. Like I could, this could go horribly wrong. Whatever I'm doing could go completely pear-shaped. Mm. But my, my worth, my value and being loved isn't on the line. Um, and, but when I start thinking like, oh man, who am I going to be if this goes wrong? Like that subtle lie yeah. like, will, will creep in because when I live in that stress, it ultimately means I'm not living in the reality of how much I'm loved. It's a good point. It's a deep point. Thanks, sir. man. <laughs> it's coming after the, the, the dog joke. I figured I could probably redeem myself. <laughs> yeah. I really wish that you'd left it just to the dog joke for the whole episode. <laughs> My theme today, dogs and fear. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been bitten by a dog? Dogs do authentically bring me anxiety. Yeah, well, so I, I, had, a, I, I had a fear of dogs for most of my life. Um, you, you owned a dog. Right. So, well, I mean, if you want to call. Okay, so when... when, when <laughs> what a call you had When my mum used to... T- <laughs> I had a Yorkshire Terrier. It was a giant rat thing. Um, when, it's adorable. It, for a while yeah, for a while when my when my mum used to take us to school um i was in the buggy in the pram and my brothers were the secondary along. school right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, yeah so when we were in secondary school um when when i was young and i was in the buggy we would be walking along this road and there was apparently a vicious dog a, a, a rottweiler yeah those are vicious I mean, I don't know if that's what was there, but I know that's vicious. (laughs) They can be vicious. Yes, yes, that was what was there. Yes, that was vicious. It was bright. Um, And every time we walked past on the street, it would start barking at uh, at all of us. And so my brothers would run into the road. So my mom's first reaction would be to go grab them, but would leave me ultimately nearer the gate by the dog. Ah. And so from a young age, I was terrified of dogs absolutely terrified and really anxious and every dog obviously there's that moment where you're like the dog is running at me i'm gonna run and the moment you start running the dog's like oh a toy yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like i'm oh, we're dying pl- we're playing a game now awesome 
my chew toy is running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can catch you. And so I grew up with this hum- humongous fear. And it, it took me having to meet a nice dog um, who, who was really lovely to kind of get over that. And then we bought Poppy as another way of getting over that again. And, okay. And now I don't really, I'm not that scared of dogs. Um, well, so uh, the reason I, I kind of asked uh, was, was something that's really interesting, right? It, it, the analogy breaks down a little bit because Break God is not down. fearful. But something that's interesting is your love for Finn also helps you overcome the fear mm. and anxiety of being around dogs. I, I know for me, like I was saying, I, I, I've had bad experiences with dogs. But like I know that when my kids are potentially in danger, I mean, they might not be. It's just a dog. But like I can, I can act in a way that actually overrides my fears and my anxiety because of the love I'm pouring out. Primal. It, so it's like this, yeah. this the love that, that I have for my kids, which is a, a God-given love, right? We know that all love comes from God, um, also in John. Not and from John, in John. He said it. Um, <laughs> but but the, the love God has given me flows through me and over, overrides any fear and anxiety. So not only does living in the receiving of God's love mm. override some of the fear and anxiety, but, but you're, that's a great example of you rescuing Finn, of how when you operate in love, you can override the fear and stress that can be induced from a situation as well. I mean, I hope no one actually watches me because they'd be like, Finn would be like, up. I'm like, no, every man for himself. <laughs> Run! Emma, <laughs> <laughs> up! <laughs> um, and it's a Yorkshire Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was actually just a tree stump. <laughs> that I had a pigeon fly by. But I think it's important for us because sometimes we get so fixated on simply receiving from God. Yeah. Uh, and in the city, we this is a stressful environment, right? People have stressful jobs. People expect a lot. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of expectations socially, uh, business-wise, and just everywhere. And everything's super expensive. And like it has a lot of these layers. I think the enemy's kind of built up to try to create a little system that works against humans. Um, and it does. But sometimes as Christians, we get so fixated on just simply receiving from God, right? He loves us and we need his love. Yeah. We do need to receive from him. But also he invites us into this kind of process of not only being the ones that he pours out his love to, but we are invited into being people who then pour his love out. Yeah, that's and, good. And we get to move from one level of overcoming stress and anxiety by knowing we're loved to a new level of overcoming stress and anxiety by loving Releasing and being it. proactive in it. Mm. And I, I think you, you walked into that as a beautiful example. Thank you. Uh, and the, I, mean, we <laughs> I joked did, about I did it. all that. We <laughs> joked about it, but the reality of, of how I know you would, you yeah. would treat Finn in reality, not in jest, um, is is quite powerful, and and uh, made even more so knowing that a Rottweiler tried to bite your face as a child. Well, it's something. I wish they could miss him about. <laughs> it did not. Radioactive Rottweiler <laughs> fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your superpower after being bitten I'm by terrified. a dog? Terrified. I'm scared of dogs. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued by London as a culture, and again, metropolitan cultures where I think it's very much. It's every man for himself. You've got to, you've got to do it. You've got to come up with the answer. You have to make it happen. It's a very much a power orientated culture where it's like you have to build up power. And how much power do you have? And I can, and kind of the whole atmosphere of being like, I can do this by myself. Yeah, it's like an independence type totally. deal. And I find it fascinating. Then that idea of being able to go, okay, God, up, like pick me up. 
is is actually a very vulnerable place for people like super like dependency yeah as a switch because because this this culture and and most cultures are saying you have to sort this out yeah. You know, it's like, be a man, be a woman, yeah. do it, just sort it out yourself. And everyone's rewarded on, on based off of how independently they can succeed, right? Well, I didn't need it. anyone, I did it myself. This is all me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that a fascinating thing of going, it's actually very vulnerable and actually quite a tough place to go, okay, God, this is terrifying. And my answer is not, how can I sort this out? Which is generally the answer for panic attacks and all of that stuff. It's what can I do to yeah. do, sort this? It's by going, okay, God, like pick me up i can't do this yeah. and that's a really tough place it's you know i i kind of almost find it funny thinking about ceos of companies you know, big, you know in the sort of like big grand towers in london going god up you know and, and actually but i'm like why that should be like the leaders should be the you know we should all be the first ones going cool yeah. up, god like this is i can't do this by myself mm-hmm. um so i find that a fascinating and deeply challenging um challenge yeah because also the reality is we do need to fully depend on god we do need to ask him to pick us up but also that doesn't get us out of doing any of our actual obligations no like it's not like cool since i asked jesus to pick me up i don't need to turn in that report today yeah. i'm done <laughs> so it's going actually since i asked jesus to pick me up since i've I, i'm fully trusting in him now i have taken the weight off of myself and now i can do what i've been asked to do probably think better yeah do better so because the, the reality is is that we are given such an amazing gift in, in God taking the stress and burden from us yeah. that that allows us to then do what he's done that's why when it says in the scripture that you know do all things to, to the glory of God whatever your mm. hands find to do do it with all of your might and these kind of verses that like really encourage us to actually succeed but realize that actually we, we're not the power source we are are given an opportunity to partner with God and, and seeing something accomplished. Yeah. But it's really hard That's in the city one. because the enemy really does have the city against us. Like you look at London, it's culture, and I love London, but it is not a culture that is based off the kingdom. No. Like it is not a culture that, that is inducing a, a work from rest, a work from trust. Like that's not what's going on. In fact, the spiritual <laughs> atmosphere is, is constantly um, like this white noise of stress and anxiety. Shh. Yeah. And one of the amazing opportunities uh, for us is to first, when we recognize it for ourselves, not, not owning it, right? Not saying like, oh, I'll freak out with it. Because if we resonate with that noise, then we start freaking out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you're right. But we can take that one step further. Once we say, you know, daddy, pick me up, uh, we can then go actually from here. Scripture says I'm, I'm seated at the right hand of God with Jesus in heaven. I'm seated in heavenly places. So from up okay. here, um, I might as well change the atmosphere i might as well make a shift and so we we get to stand uh in a city as as people uh, you get to stand in whatever environment you find yourself in whether it's it's work or home or a city also as people um (laughs) (laughs) wherever you find yourself you can you can simply not only recognize it for yourself what's going on but then then actually trust to shift it. You, mm. You've been placed there on purpose. If you carry the, the fullness of the glory of God like he's promised you do, then actually you get to reshape everything. You get to change it. Yeah. So then we get to move one step further and go, cool, not only am I not going to agree with anxiety, not only am I not going to freak out, not only am I not going to start like melting down and then freaking out on the next person to cause them stress, but I'm going to proactively release peace. 
Yeah. And, and this is peace will spread yeah. like the fear would have spread. And this is this is literally we we share the peace at church. My, peace know, we, of the Lord be with you. Yeah. Jesus gave us his peace, so then we get to share that on. And I think that is a revolution in London. That if we realize that we can we can share peace all over the tube. It was a very delicate sentence. <laughs> <laughs> if we can release peace all over public transport and all over our workplace and, and just have Jesus' peace be everywhere, then... We always made it through that sentence. Um, if we can authentically release the, the rest mm. and peace of the Lord where we're going, even with cracking a smile, then then we can start partnering with king, kingdom realities, heaven's realities, and we can resonate with what Jesus is releasing, not what the enemy wants us to walk into, and we will oh, really start good. seeing people live better lives. Flip, I mean, yeah. If you're sitting on the tube and you're suddenly feeling anxiety come against, I mean, man, if you're a Christian, you're feeling that? I mean, if you're not a Christian, and I'm sure yeah. you're feeling that just as strongly, but you're not, you haven't got the words for it. We get to change those places. Yeah, what I think that's a, we've been given. that's a huge. That's a huge thing. Yeah, that changes work. That changes life. That for anyone with anxiety or even have those moments of anxiety, that changes the power. Suddenly, we're not having to wait. We actually get to stand up in the authority we have and change things, as opposed to yeah. just being waiting and always having to respond and react. We get to storm the gates of hell. Yeah, that's huge. But the reality is, even when we are, we're aware when our eyes are open and when we're walking uh, in, in confidence, things can still happen. Right? And it's not a good time to beat ourselves up, but it's a time to actually d- double down and start leaning on the Lord. So I, I've never experienced one of these myself, but you, you've had a panic attack before, right? Yeah, so I've, I've actually had a couple uh, or a few. Um, the first one I had was when we, had, we, we found out we were pregnant with Finn. And unfortunately, not straight away, but it was before we told other people and i was out i went i've had a free afternoon so i went shopping with my mum to help her with the food shop and we went and had a coffee beforehand just to catch up and as we're walking around the shops i just started feeling my heart beat really fast and i started to sweat and i started just to like get a little bit dizzy and my breathing was quick and i i honestly thought i was having a heart attack i was like i'm going to die um it was it was really terrifying. And can I ask, were you thinking of like stressful things? Like was I was it, probably w- thinking about the fact that we're pregnant, but I mean, it wasn't like in my mind being like, oh god. It was just there. Like so you weren't like in the baby food aisle going, wow, this is expensive, and this is expensive, and this is expensive. Yeah. This- <laughs> I'm a student. I'm a student. I'm a student. Oh nuts. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. And and you didn't the big demon of anxiety. You didn't like he may have been there, and but shook I his like, hand. Hello, and like, sir. Hello, let's, let's go on a journey. Can we be friends? So it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't this humongous thing where like I was drawn into hell and they're like anxiety branded on your head. It wasn't that. It was just a very normal moment. Suddenly turned terrifying, and. You know, mum was putting the shopping through and she was like, you're right. And I was like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, okay, we should we get you home? And I was like, no, finish the shop. <laughs> what a martyr. Look at that. I'm, for every year, it's, it's my faith. <laughs> You've got to get those olives. <laughs> if it's the last thing I do, you will enjoy those Please olives. Skin the bolognese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make this well. 
And I went and sat in, there was like a little dentistry office in the Sainsbury's. I went and sat down. I was like, can I have a sit down? I think I'm dying. And they were like, uh, what? And I, I remember texting Emma being like, I love you. Raise our baby. Like, I mean, but this it, your goodbye text. It, was, it felt like a goodbye text. I was like, I think I'm dying. And we called up 111. And when we got home, <laughs> we drove home. And called up 111. They're like, yeah, definitely coming to A&E. Went to A&E. They rushed you through. That's nice to know. Yeah. That's nice to know. Yeah. yeah. If you have heart problems, heart problems, they will rush you. Sort of texted them to let her know where I'm dying. Um, so she can come meet me after or not. And um, yeah, sat there for like two hours while they did tests. And they're like, Let, there's, it's nothing. Like, there's nothing there. You, you're totally fine. Which is like the worst I'm best like, good news. Like, good news, you're not dying. You're just potentially broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that was the first one. And I remember being like, wow, okay, so what, you know, what do you do? And so, and, and the thing with panic attacks is when they start to come and creep up, they, they're very much a creeping kind of thing. They creep up and then you start to go, your brain starts to go, I'm dying. Like, and these are all the symptoms of how I'm dying. So presumably that doesn't, that doesn't help lower the anxiety. It just shoots <laughs> through the roof. I remember this one time I was driving, we just found out a couple of our friends had cancer. We were on holiday. It was two pregnant people we knew had cancer. And uh, we found out hours apart. And Man. they are both doing fantastically. It just, you know, the, kids are, the kids are now... Happy, uh, healthy, everyone. Yeah, over one and awesome. happy. That's so, good news. Which was a real miracle. Um, I'll tell you about that another day. But um, yeah, and so I remember just driving to the store and uh, everything. I just remember it's like, all to do with food shops. <laughs> I should stop going. You should stop I shopping. should stop eating anything. <laughs> that will sort it. And, I, and so I was driving to the store and just in tears and we got there. I got there on my own and started to have this panic attack. And I remember being like, oh, the best thing to do is use my Apple Watch, the Breathe app. <laughs> okay what i hadn't realized is that freaked me out more <laughs> so i put on my apple watch broke last night but um i put my apple watch on <laughs> which did not induce a panic attack it didn't hallelujah and i put on the breathe app and as it was like breathe in i was like <gasps> breathe out <gasps> and i just started being like i'm going so lightheaded i was like this is useless it collapses on the floor <laughs> i felt like a fish i was actually at the fish aisle which was ironic like a fish out of water but um yeah, it was, it was the flopping. That was yeah, happening. I was like, help me. Yeah. And, um... Not the sound. It was the gills being, as well. The gills really yeah. helped. Yeah. But, um... I found that they started to go... One, the more I've just kind of started to allow myself to rest in the fact that it's okay. Like, I don't need to... I, like, yeah. because I'm having them, I'm not broken. And it's okay. And there is things that God, God will fix. And as, as I journey with him... Like it's almost like a it's it's almost like the the fruit of something as opposed to it being the tree. Like and as I explore with him and as I kind of deal with my other stuff and as I as I realize that I'm loved and I am accepted and I am safe, the fruit starts to die, that that bad fruit starts to die off and the good fruit starts to come up. So the, well, the, well, I very firmly believe God didn't give you panic attacks. No, absolutely not. He did allow them to be used in a way that allowed you to open up and explore your relationship with him or, to bring peace that was actually deeper peace than just kind of or, glossing over. Or at least the stuff that I was holding was just bearing bad fruit. And, okay. and it, was the, it was the effect of the cause. 
And so, uh, and he was faithful in walking, and he was with faithful with me in that, and nice. and loving in that, and and I'm not dead, and didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm here, <laughs> here to stay. I'm really glad, by the way, this podcast <laughs> Thanks, will be man. real boring by myself. <laughs> Really rambling. <laughs> it's just a whole nother ball game. You should be in mental health. Um, right, Jotty? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, and, but yeah, so for me, that's that's been a walk. And I very rarely now have little pings because uh, I'm, I'm learning that it's okay. And I just relax and I rest into God. And, and that I'm okay. And it's okay. And I don't need to accept it. And I don't need to walk in it. Um, so it's been a journey, and I think to any of you guys out there, if you're having, if you've ever had or having panic attacks, like it's a journey, and it's okay to be on the journey. You don't need to fix yourself. It's about God fixing it, and it's about you resting into Him and going up. Mm. So that that's been my journey with this all. And I love the fact that you have to trust Jesus to to help you sort it. You can't sort it yourself. That's Mm-mm. literally going to add problems. I tried and the breathe app did not work for me. <laughs> so it's that thing of, about being like, look, you could beat yourself up if stuff is going wrong. If you are stressed, that's, that's a reality. This, it's, it doesn't make you a bad Christian. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus. It just means that you, like every other human, have work to do while walking with your Heavenly Father. Yeah. And it's great. We, we all have that place that we, we hold on to stress. We hold on to anxiety. Man, thank you so much for being really, really open and vulnerable about that. I, I appreciate that. It's a journey, and I'm, I'm feeling I'm fine by it. <laughs> you know? You're a legend. I don't feel shame. That's, that's a nice thing. Excellent. Well, that, we're going to wrap up there. Uh, reach out to us on yes, Twitter do, at Holy please. Ramblings. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got ideas, if you've got questions, we'd love to talk about them. Yeah. Ramble on. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you've liked it, feel free to go ahead and give it a like. And if you've not yet subscribed to the Christchurch Fulham YouTube channel, subscribe. go ahead and subscribe now. Subscribe it up. And if you are listening to us via podcasts, uh, please do leave us a review. It'd be great. And they really do matter uh, for us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, do. Especially good reviews. Just yeah, <laughs> please, a good review. Um, <laughs> Thomas, will you pray for us, mate? I would love to pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of peace. That you bring peace, that you bring everything into order, that you do not suffer chaos, that you actually bring us from chaos, bring us out of a kingdom of chaos and Mm. into your kingdom of peace and order and of love. I thank you that your love casts out fear and that we are a people of your love. I bless everyone listening. I bless Jaunty and I, Mm. and Lord, we bless your name. Thank you for letting us... Just bask in your goodness and ramble on about your wonderful nature and all the fun we get to have kind of playing in it. Um, In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, have a great week and enjoy basking. Bless you guys.